trauma healing and going to therapy and all that, it's really about giving yourself permission and space to process feelings from your past and even in your present. It's allowing yourself to fully process resentment and let it go, right? Let go of resentment, let go of the anger, the sadness, all those things. And I was thinking, like, why why do we hold on to resentment? Why do we cling so tightly to it? Because, you know, you see people who live a life in fear or in anger a lot and it's like well you're they're still bringing up stuff from the past and it's like well well you don't have to you know you you get to let that resentment go because when you hold on to resentment and bitterness when someone hurts you or whether intentionally or unintentionally the only one who is hurting in the present moment is you if you look at the other people, they've gone on with their lives. They're living their life. And it's like you're still stuck on this thing that happened so long ago. And it affects you. I heard someone say that being bitter against someone else is like drinking poison and hoping they die. It's like you drinking poison hoping the other person dies. And it's so true. It's played out so much in my life. I've seen it and... A lot of times we don't even realize we're in resentment because we're so much in the anger and the bitterness. It's like a wall. We can't see past that wall. and But past that wall, there's a mirror. And when we look in the mirror, we can see that we're full of anger and bitterness and resentment. And so I was asking myself, why do we hang on to resentment? Why do we hold on to it? I remember feeling like, I don't want to hold on to this. Why can't I let it go? And I think that we hold on to resentment so tightly because deep down there, the younger part of us is hoping that someone, usually the person that harmed us or hurt us, sees us, that they see our value, that they see our innocence, that they see who we truly are. And instead of doing the thing that hurts us, they will sort of empathize with it or they will see it, see us for who we are. And, and um, instead of hurting us, show us mercy, maybe show us something good instead of the hurt. I think it's this deep need, this deep longing to be seen, but even when, if someone were to apologize to us about the thing that we're so resentful of, I don't know if we'd be fully able to receive it unless we see ourselves first. This is why you don't need someone to apologize in order to forgive. And forgiveness is letting go of the resentment and the anger and the hurt. Or not the anger, but the resentment and the pain. Not the pain, let me say this, let me say it again. Forgiveness is letting go of the resentment and the bitterness. It's saying I'm no longer holding you to this thing that you did to me, even though it really hurt me. And to be able to let it go, we have to be able to look within ourselves 
and that younger part of us that's longing to be seen, we have to see it. And when we do the work, when we do the trauma therapy or coaching, that's what we're doing. We're looking at that younger part of us that's longing to be seen, that's so angry, so bitter, hoping that the person who hurt us or someone similar, that we are looking for that thing within, that we're looking for that person to see us today, but really the the rooted wound is from when we were younger. And we can see ourselves. God sees us. And it's hard for us to allow even God to see us if we can't see ourselves. If we're not willing to look at those hurt parts of us, the vulnerable parts of us, the times and the moments when we were most vulnerable and then that person hurt us. It's too painful to look at. It's too painful to accept. And so instead of accepting it, we create a a false alternate reality. One where we're really trying to put a band-aid over the wound without ever putting any nail sporn. Actually, not even a band-aid. We're trying to put clothes on over this deep, gushing wound. And instead of healing with nail sporn and a band-aid, we're walking around, let's say, in nature, and it's getting infected. Dirt's getting in the wound. Bugs are sitting around the wound. That's what bitterness and resentment looks like. But when we say, hey, something here is hurting, something here is off, and we take the time to look at the wound and to tend to the wound, to that younger part of us that's hurting, and to see it, not try to ignore it, actually look at it. It's hard, but if we do it, we allow ourselves to tend to it and to be able to heal the parts of us that are hurting And then we don't even need an I'm sorry from the person that hurt us. Then we no longer need to feel like so guarded or so angry all the time. Or so resentful and bitter when we hear about, you know, an ex or even maybe your current relationship, that person hurting you or the church or an old boss, an old friend or even a present one. So letting go of resentment and bitterness is a constant practice of looking in the mirror at the part of you that that longs to be seen, that longed to be seen, to be loved, to be accepted, to belong, and doing that for yourself, giving it to yourself. This episode is a very short episode, shorter than the normal amount of time, and it's just a quick word on resentment. So if you're someone who feels like maybe you're holding on to anger, bitterness, resentment towards someone, this is going to be helpful for you. Today I am replaying one of the most popular episodes that you guys absolutely loved, and it's all about resentment. Keep listening. I want you to imagine a chair and you're in this room, let's say, and there's a chair and in front of that chair is footprints where you stand. Now, here's the thing. When you're in the chair, when you're sitting down in the chair, you're in a place of helplessness. 
okay? And when you stand up and take a few steps forward and put your feet where the footprints are, you're standing in a place of power. Now, what happens when we are resentful and bitter? We tend to rest in this place of victim. Like, I was hurt by them, and I'm angry about that. And whenever we're stuck in this place, I want you to imagine that you're sitting in this chair. And this chair is called helplessness. And in this chair of helplessness, when you're feeling that um, like you can't do anything, you can't move forward because you're stuck sitting in a place of helplessness. And the, anytime you're sitting in a place of helplessness, this is how it looks in real life. You can only see and remember the negative of someone. You can't get over the hurt and the pain that someone caused you, whether past or present. You are failing in certain areas of your life, but hyper-focused on the pain and the hurt that someone caused you. Because of the pain and hurt someone caused you, you have changed the way that you live. And in certain areas of your life, you're now living from a place of fear. So whether that's you're no longer engaging or trying to build and develop your friendships, whether you have a hard time trusting people, whether you quit the church because you've been hurt by people in the church, or even though, you know, desires for us and as humans is our desire is to be in community, to connect, to have relationships. And if you find yourself, um, another example, not dating or not in relationships or not um, engaging in your relationship that you have, like you're, you're, it's not going well because of you not being able to, well, this could, it could be not going well for many reasons, but partly you're so focused on the negative aspects of this thing that, or things that people did to hurt you in the relationship versus moving forward and looking at yourself from a place of power, like standing in that place of power and being able to say, okay, I need a boundary here, or I need to walk away. This relationship's toxic. But instead you, if you're not in the standing in a place of power, you're in that seat of helplessness and the seat of helplessness is like, you're just sad. You're angry. You're resentful. You're bitter at this person. And you just can't seem to let it go. And I'm not saying that sadness and anger and all those things are not necessary in relationships. They are. And you have to allow yourself to feel. I'm talking about something that you're, that's been festering for a long time. Maybe you've been avoiding it for a long time. And now it's manifested in your life in different ways to where you're living from a place of fear versus from a place of power. When you're sitting in, a, in the helplessness, the seat of helplessness, you're living from a place of fear. And you can tell in your relationships because they will be affected. And the things that you say and do and the actions you take, the avoidance, the things that you say not being authentic to yourself, it's based, it's rooted in fear. And that's a sign you're sitting in the seat of helplessness. In this seat of helplessness, you can't take action. You can't take action that's in alignment with your highest self that's going to help you build healthy relationships and go after the life that you desire because you're seated in helplessness because you're seated in resentment. And whenever you have resentment, it acts as a block. 
Resentment is a block to the life and relationships that you truly desire. And so this work of noticing when you're in the seat of resent or seat of helplessness, so that way you can make the conscious decision to stand out of the seat of helplessness and into your place of power. Because in your place of power, you're no longer helpless. You're no longer saying, this person hurt me, so I don't trust people. Or this person hurt me, so I... There is no so, it's just this person hurt me. And that's all you can see. I'm sad, I'm angry, I'm mad. And you're just stuck in there looping all the things that they did to you. I can't believe they did this to me. I can't believe I allowed that. Whenever it arises, whenever it's triggered, I can't believe that happened to me. Like you're in denial almost, right? Well, when we learn to accept what has happened to us, wow, they hurt me. They hurt me. They yelled at me. They betrayed me. And I'm so sad about it. And allow yourself to feel all the feelings. Accept the truth and the reality. This relationship will never be the same. This relationship needs boundaries. This relationship is no longer healthy for me. Like you're accepting the reality of what is instead of staying stuck and seated in the seat of helplessness. Because in the seat of helplessness, it's like there's a denial, like you're not accepting that it happened and it can't be the same. You're still holding on to the fantasy of what you want it to be. You're still sitting in, I, I wish this didn't happen to me. I wish this person would see me for me and would love me for me and would care for me, for me, for who I am. I wish they never did that thing. Or why did they do that thing? I can't believe they did that thing. These are all phrases of, when you're stuck in these phrases, of denial. But once you can say, I don't understand why they did this and I don't need to. I accept that they did this. It hurts like hell. But I accept the reality of it. And I also accept the hard reality that this relationship will not be ever be the same. Once you switch from helplessness, like why me, why not, I wish, I wish, or even avoiding, like avoiding what they did, quickly being quick to brush it under the rug, not dealing with what happened, but avoiding and ignoring it. And when you're avoiding and ignoring it, you're living in a fantasy because you're trying to act like nothing happened. You're not holding that person accountable. You're not accepting the reality of the pain that they caused, whether they lied to you or betrayed you, no matter how big or small. They need to be held accountable, and you need to allow yourself to feel whatever you need to feel in that relationship based you know, based on the impact that their actions have had on you. You can't be so quick to just like, oh, it's okay, sweep it under the rug. Never allow yourself to feel and never allow yourself to be angry or disappointed, and then Try to do whatever you can to live normal. Because when you do that, to to get the relationship back to how it was, when you're trying so hard to do that, when you're forcing this, you're ignoring the actual issues and resentment is festering and you just can't see it right now because you're so occupied with trying to be normal, things to be normal. You want them so badly to be normal. You want so badly to be loved and to be accepted and to be seen that you're going to project the love acceptance and the feelings of being seen onto them, hoping that they reciprocate it, knowing that they won't because of the pain they've already caused you. But because you're unwilling to look at it, because you're so lost in the story of what you want from this person and trying to force it out of them and on them, 
the resentment festers and you're in that seat of helplessness and you're in this loop attracting the same relationships, having the same fights, encountering the same challenges with the same person or the same type of people in this loop because you are not accepting the reality of what is. You're not accepting the impact that their behavior has had. You're not accepting that you won't receive the type of love that you desire so badly from this person. But once you can step out of the seat of helplessness, because every time you do that, every time you stay in that story of, I wish, I wish, I wish, or brushing things under the rug, or I just want them to love me, or um, what do you call it, where you're amplifying all of the little positive moments and trying to downplay the negatives, the negative things that they've done, you're downplaying it. The, the little positives they've done, you're amplifying it. Okay, and when you do that, you're sitting in the seat of helplessness because they're going to keep hurting you. They're going to keep doing the things that they've done because they've shown to be this kind of person and you're going to keep accepting it and you're going to keep hurting and being in pain and wondering why does this keep happening to me? You're sitting in the seat of helplessness, but once you step out of the seat of helplessness and step into a position of power where you're standing in, in a position of power, you can look around at the relationship and say, wow, their actions and behavior have had this type of impact on me. They've betrayed to me. They've lied. They've betrayed me. They've lied. I can't trust them. Or they've crossed my boundaries. They've taken advantage of me. I need to put up firmer boundaries. I need to reinforce these boundaries. I need to hold them accountable. I need to limit my ac their access to me. Or I need to walk away from this relationship altogether. Standing in that position of power allows you to make moves forward. It allows you to actually attract and build the healthier relationships that you desire versus sitting in the seat of helplessness, surrounded by and settling for relationships where people hurt you, where they harm you. And then you're just constantly in that cycle of sadness and why me and I wish and why not me and I wish or I hope I hope they will change I hope it could be different I hope all right my friend stand in a position of power get out of your seat of helplessness by accepting the raw, hard truth of the reality of what is, of the actions of the people that you are in relationship with. How are their actions impacting me? How is their behavior impacting me? Who are you resentful at? Who are you resentful at? Why? What is the part of you that's showing up in that resentment? What does it long for the most? What did it long for the most? Here's an exercise or a question you can ask yourself and just allow yourself to go ham on the paper, right? Journaling this answers and ask yourself it over and over again. It'll help you to release some of that tension you're hanging on to. 
I am resentful at. I am resentful at. Write the answer to that. And then write, because I have a fear that. Or you could write, because a part of me has a fear that. This exercise only works if you're completely honest with yourself. If nothing comes up, keep asking yourself these two phrases over and over and over again. Take a break, come back. This is a practice, part of a practice. I think it's called the daily practice from the Crappy Childhood Fairy on YouTube. I um, have used and it's been very helpful. So hopefully it helps you. All right.